Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. And joining us now to talk about today's MLB card and beyond is MLB Dream from FTN. That's one of our favorite guests here to talk about Major League Baseball. And we'll get to the Yankees, I'm sure, in just a bit. But I want to start with the A's having their 11-game losing streak snapped against the Atlanta Braves of all ball clubs. Do you advise betting and rolling over uh say money line bets or something like that against really bad ball clubs i know a lot of betters did that when the orioles were were bad a few years ago and then some did it in the other direction with the yankees but when you have a team this bad like oakland do you advise rolling over money line bets and if so at what point do you stop doing it I mean, I don't really. I mean, I think I take every game as like an individual game. And I mean, yes, I'm not a huge situational better when it comes to baseball. Not really at all. But teams coming off the Sunday night game has been a great spot to kind of fade. The Braves didn't get to their hotel room until 3 a.m. last night. So who knows about what time they got into bed. And Soroka hadn't pitched since, what, 2019 or something like that. Really limited innings the last few years with his injuries. And Blackburn was actually solid, I think, with an ERA of 4-2 last year. So if Hayes were ever going to win, it was probably going to be last night. Don't Martingale against the Athletics. That's that's, that's the uh, message uh, sent today. So I is interesting. So I was thinking about you see some of those ROI lists with uh, pitchers that are winning money, pitchers that are losing money for different reasons. Uh, do you have any of these pitchers on your list where where you've been betting them a lot or you've been fading them a lot? Uh, if you look at the very top of the list as far as winning. Uh, the pitcher that's won the most amount of money this year, plus 589, is actually Mitch Keller. And uh, Christian Javier's up there, Lazardo, uh, Boyd, uh, north of four to one, and north of plus five, 400, rather. And then the biggest losers is even more extreme. Like Jordan Lyles has lost 11 units in his starts this year because he's lost every time he's been on the mound. Uh, Jamison Tyon, Jordan Montgomery. Blake Snell, minus 705. Uh, do you follow that at all where, okay, this guy keeps winning me money. There's still value. The market hasn't caught up. Or just fading guys, too, where it's just like <laughs> – because our, uh, our producer, Jake Hassan, I mean, every time Blake Snell does anything, it's like, let's go. Go against them. It's easy money every day. Yeah, I definitely stopped uh, backing his strikeout props pretty early in the year as far as Snell goes. He seems like he's landing on five pretty much every start. I don't pay too much attention to that list, but I definitely have like my own list of guys that I, I follow a bunch or, or fade a bunch. And uh, I was surprised he didn't list Patrick Corbin as one of the most profitable guys because I know he was up there at a decent amount of plus money and pulling out some wins at least earlier in the year. Tyon is a guy that I have been fading, maybe not necessarily on the oppos opposing money line, but a couple hit props and under strikeouts, things like that. And um, Christian Javier seems like a guy that I'm constantly backing, whether it's on the money line or the strikeout prop, or whether doing a same game parlay and teasing his Ks down one or two and taking the uh, Astros money line along with that. Looking at the Reds at Red Sox, and the Reds have been good. Ben Lively has been solid. His ERA, 265. His XFIP is 312. Um, in his last start, he limited the Cardinals to two runs and six innings pitch, but he doesn't have a lot of experience in the big leagues on the road. Meanwhile, Bayo has been playing very well, and in the last month, he's faced some pretty good lineups in his ERA uh, against the Blue Jays, Braves, Mariners, Angels, 2.74. So where might you be looking in this matchup today? 
I'm a huge Bayo fan, right? I've always thought that he would eventually put it together. I was on him quickly when he came up um, last year. He's a guy that had showed elite strikeout numbers and swing and miss stuff in the minors and also had an elite ground ball percentage. I think his ground ball percentage this year is, is close to 60%. So he's a guy that I really like, even though he does allow some hard contact. But you listed those teams that he's faced lately, and those are some great clubs, and he's pitched really, really well. Lively's a guy that I'm not really buying. Um, I know he has great stats on the surface, but we talked about how – he has a 6.26 FIP career against lefties, and we should see seven lefties for the Red Sox tonight. So I'm actually trying to decide whether or not I want to take the Red Sox money line or the Red Sox team total or maybe both. Love it. When it comes to Aaron Judge, uh, currently tied for second uh, with most home runs hit this season at 17, uh, trailing Pete Alonso 20 to 17. It is interesting when you look at the uh, AL MVP race that, yes, yeah, Shohei Otani, uh, massive favorite here. Judge has the second shortest odds, and then you have a log jam after that. And while I think a lot of us talk about the tax on Otani because he is a unicorn, isn't there also a tax on Judge as well because he won it last year, he plays in New York, and anytime he does hit a home run, it's front page news? Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. I feel like this is a conversation we're going to be having for the next three months, you know, just throughout the summer here with uh, Judge and Otani turning into two-horse race, essentially. But, yeah, I do feel like, you know, the Yankees do see a public money. A lot of people like betting the Yankees. And, of course, Aaron Judge. I mean, I'm I'm not to get totally into conspiracy theories, but I'm starting to wonder if we are starting to see the juice ball being, uh, you know, dropped into a few more games like we saw in the Peacock game. And then also I feel like the ball's just been flying lately. But, yeah, it's it's going to be come down to between those two guys, and everyone's going to be pretty passionate about which side they like. Uh, Drew, we're at the point in the season when a lot of teams are, are taking a step back and saying, okay, I, I think now that we've passed Memorial Day, we have an idea of where we are. And I'm wondering if it's something similar for you, where you feel like, okay, my numbers at this point in the season mean more than they did in April. And does that mean as a better you're going to up the amount of games you're betting on or just angles that you're looking at, or maybe even in certain situations going from, you know, one unit to a unit and a half, however you end up doing it. Uh, does this marker in the season impact you at all? I mean, a little bit. I'm more like after the first month of the season, I or maybe like four to six weeks. That's when I really think that we have a decent amount of data as far as starting pitchers go. I don't really bet. I think my biggest bet last year might've been like one and a half units, but I'm mostly a one unit guy. I'll have very rarely will I have 1.25 or one and a half units. But I think at this point I'm, you know, I already got off my priors, I guess a little bit quicker than I normally would have with some surprise teams like the Rangers. Um, but yeah, I think we are seeing like who these teams are at this point. I mean, we've seen the pirates who got off to a great start. They're really faltering now and I feel like they're showing their true colors. Um, so I feel pretty strongly that, you know, which teams I feel like are going to kind of fade from here on out and which teams are going to be playing a little bit better than they were over the last month or so. Where might you be looking betting wise for Royals at Cardinals? Um, I mean, the Royals might be able to score on the Cardinals. I was thinking maybe the over in this one could be interesting. I mean, Granky on the road, and it's a weird number 666 ERA. He's given up seven <laughs> homers on the road. And then Mike Man, Lewis has a five stay away. six exactly <laughs> ERA. Run away. So I know 666 is really scary. Any interest in this matchup here? Yeah, 666 with some Cardinals 
uh, devil magic on deck here. Honestly, I got no idea in this one. I think I slightly lean to the under, but Mikolas and and uh, Granky are two guys I generally avoid. I mean, you guys mentioned Lyles and how bad he's been, and that's really surprising in Kansas City with such you know a deep park, and he's a fly ball pitcher. I know he pitched really well in Baltimore uh, last year because it was such a large park. But as far as these two guys go, I don't think I want anything to do with this game. I have a slight lean to the under. I think the Royals have a little bit of value, but I'm probably not touching it. Dream, you mentioned that by this point, we have a pretty good idea of what each ball club uh, consists of. And it reminds me of a tweet that uh, Evan Grant, Rangers beat writer, brought up uh, yesterday. Jacob deGrom left a game with forearm soreness on April 28th. Since he went to the IL, the rotation has a 2.64 earned run average. These are the Texas Rangers that we didn't think much of for the last several seasons. And now all of a sudden, the pitching seems to be for real. Uh, some fun young hitters uh, part of that ball club. How seriously do we need to be taking the Texas Rangers, uh, both in terms of futures and maybe even some, some key props for individual games? Uh, when you brought up Evan Grant, I thought you were going to bring up the uh, you Darvish tweet from a couple years ago. That always sticks out. I'll share with you guys uh, a little no, bit later. No, we'll, um, <laughs> we'll pass. <laughs> but, I mean, Evaldi has been pretty much an ace. He's been amazing. He's pitching deep into the games, getting some strikeouts, and really carrying that rotation. They had Dane Dunning replace uh, DeGrom in the rotation, and he's been great. I do think he has a significant amount of regression coming. I mean, he's just not a two ERA guy or whatever it is. But I, the Angel or the Rangers are a team that I've, you know, increased as far as my priors go. Uh, Young has been great for them at third base. He looks super legit. But their bullpen is a pretty big question mark. Um, as someone that bet the Astros who in the division, I think at minus 120 a couple weeks ago, I am a little bit more nervous about the Rangers now than I was then. I think they'll be it'll, that division will be a little bit closer than I anticipated, but I still expect the Astros to win it. Uh, you obviously, uh, we can pick up from uh, our conversations that you like betting uh, K props with pitchers. And just just for people that, that do bet into that market or are thinking about jumping in, what matters most to you? Because obviously what people start to look at, oh, great, let's look at the strikeout rate for the pitcher. Um, some look at whiff rates, some don't. Let's look at the opposing team, their strikeout rate, rate where do they rank? Is there some other stuff that you take a look at? Other metrics? Do you look more at recent form? Uh, what, what appeals to you? So, yeah, I do look a little bit at recent form. Um, I'll have some splits looking at the, um, the batting team's um, K percentage and swinging strike percentage over the last three weeks or over the last month. And same thing with pitchers, right? I'm looking at their swinging strike percentage over their last few starts, velocity as well, and just kind of to see how their current form is. A couple of the other stats I look at are the Z contact percentage, uh, contact inside the zone for, for both pitchers and hitters, and then outside the zone, O swing percentage. Because some pitchers are a lot better at getting guys to sway, to chase outside the zone, and some teams really don't chase that much, and most of their misses or lack of contact comes inside the zone. So those are a couple things I look at. And then eventually, I mean, the market's going to catch up after you bet a guy over five and a half, three or four times, it's going to go to six and a half. And, you know, you really don't want to keep chasing those numbers. So it's important to, to try to find, you know, like your next guy, like a perfect example today is uh, Jake Irvin for the Nationals. I think he has a single digit swinging strike percentage over his last three or four starts at around 4.5. So I bet under three and a half there. Um, I think that was pulled from a couple places, but I don't really expect him to finish with more than two strikeouts. 
Raise it, Cubs. Raise lost yesterday. They are 11 and 5 straight up after a loss. I know you're not a big situation guy, but where are you looking in this matchup today? Yeah, they lost one nothing, and I think the only run was unearned. But I'm a big fan of the Rays today. Um, I, I bet same game parlay actually here. The Rays on the money line and Shane McClanahan over five and a half strikeouts, and that was I think minus 105 at, at MGM. So that's a spot I like. I'm also looking at their team total around four and a half. I don't think uh, I think they should be able to get to Kyle Hendricks, big contact guy, and relies a lot on location. This is only his second start since coming off the IL. So I think that the Rays should be able to uh, hit him around a bit. I haven't made the uh, team total bet yet, but I think that's something I'll be doing today. I know Zach Gallen uh, is probably someone you're, you're not looking to invest in one way or the other going up against the Rockies. Uh, at the same time, how, how would you evaluate him? And when do you think it's a good time to pounce on him one way or the other? I mean, honestly, I'll be really honest. I skipped that game today. I don't really have much interest in looking at the Rockies when they're in cores or when they're outside of cores, trying to figure out Freeland's home road splits. It's just not something I'm totally interested in. Um, but you should, I mean, Gallon's been elite, but you should ex start expecting some regression. I just don't know if the uh, Rockies' weak offense is going to be the team that kind of makes them pay here. So I just kind of left that one off uh, my card. Uh, for a while there, it was, and, and the odds are telling us this is still the case, that it's going to be tough. It's going to be Gallon or Strider. Those are the two guys that you're, you're chasing in the National League for the Cy Young. Uh, it's Strider plus 200, Gallon plus 250 right now at BetMGM. But if you, if you look at Fangraph's uh, war in the National League side, there's another pitcher that has entered that conversation, and there's a little bit of value, and I'm wondering if you look at him in, in that same sense, and it's Wheeler. Uh, you can still find him at around 17 to 1, and he's, he's right there, I believe, with uh, right between Gallon and Strider as far as F4 in the National League. Yeah, Wheeler is at, uh, at 2.3, and Gallon's 2.8. Strider is 2.1, and Wheeler does – Average 10.5 Ks per nine. So he checks a lot of these boxes. A workhorse guy. Uh, do you view Wheeler as an NL Cy Young contender? Um, I would say yes. I think that kind of mostly depends on how the Phillies finish and how they look in the East and what their playoff situation looks like. But at this point, I would rather bet Wheeler than Gallon. I do think the Diamondbacks are kind of going to falter, even though I do think this is Strider's award to win. We look off to a rather slow start again this year, but you mentioned his strikeout. They're up there, and he just looks – I've always been a big fan of him, so I do think that he has more value, and then he has a legit chance to win if the Phillies end up do making the playoffs, and we see kind of Nola struggling, and he ends up leading the way there in that rotation. About uh, 10 seconds left. Uh, any other bets from today that uh, stand out to you? I took our guy, Cody Senga, over five-and-a-half strikeouts. Uh, Kikuchi mm -hmm. over five-and-a-half as well. Hopefully we don't get beaten by the hook there and both those cash as well. Nicely done. MLB Dream from FTN Bets. Thank you so much for your time. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our lightning bets, our favorite plays for tonight. They're coming right up on the BetQL Network.